Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. And now your host, <laughs> Chicago Reader columnist, Ben Jarofsky. Hello, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this Sleeping with the Fishes Thursday. And here's why. I'll tell you why. I saw Godfather 2 last night on the big screen where it was meant to be seen. I want to thank uh, my dear friend, El Dragon, for encouraging me to go. I uh, said, Ben, you got to go see it. Uh, it. It's very rarely on the big screen. We don't Wait, know. Frequent Pitcherowski show guest, Adolfo Mondragon? Yes, that oh, one, El wow. Dragon. Did he curse during the movie? Many times. Uh, and, 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 you know, it was kind of weird because there were so few people in the theater. Uh, you know, Okay, well, let me just back up. It's it's one of those oldies for you know, some of our millennial listeners may not know about it. The okay? Hey, all right. So it came out in 1970. Was part two of the trilogy, the Godfather trilogy, and uh, this tells the story about the rise, the fall, and the rise again of Michael Corleone, who's the son to Vito Corleone, and the whole Corleone empire. I, I, I actually think I don't have to explain anymore. Even, even I, as I said yesterday, D, who is bred to explain absolutely everything on the guys that somebody might not know it. I, I think it's safe to assume that most people out there listening know about the Godfather. Yeah, I think so. Although uh, to, trying to explain the casino rates to people in Chicago be a little more difficult. But anyway. Another good movie, Casino. Excellent. <laughs> yes. They, if, if they show that, El Dragon and I will be right there. So anyway, so every now and then, I think it's like um, uh, twice a month or so, the, uh, the the theaters bring back oldies, for, but uh, goldie, golden oldies, and put them on the screen, the big screen where they were meant to be seen. And so last night, it was uh, Godfather 2's turn. It was an excellent movie in so many ways. It's even better than I remembered. I mean, I've seen bits and pieces on TV from time to time, but this is the first time since the 70s i think where i sat down and watched it in one stretch from beginning to end it just it flowed i never looked at my watch i never got restless there's an intermission i mean imagine that that's how long it is i think it's like three and a half hours long but the time just flew i was totally into it and because this gets to the point you raised because it's an old and old golden oldie and there were hardly any tough to say golden oldie and there was hardly anyone in the theater uh, el dragon and i felt comfortable talking you know oh my god this you know this i loved I, mostly me he was good about i was like oh this is my favorite scene i love this scene or this scene sucks because there's a couple scenes there. Yeah, Coppola, I don't know a couple. But scenes. it was just you two in there. Uh, no, there's about five other, six other people oh, there. Oh, they hated your guts. <laughs> yeah, probably. But it, they were scattered around the theater. And when it was done, El Dragon and I clapped. We loved it so much we actually applauded the end of the movie. Anyway, the movie's a great movie. It's about so many different things, uh, but uh, ultimately. Uh, it's about lying, and that's why I was saying liar. Well, I, I wouldn't say ultimately it's only about uh, lying. I guess it's more about the abuse of power and lying. Uh, the thing is that in this movie, 
everybody lies. And, you know, we are taught, of course, never to lie. You always got to tell the truth. You raise your right hand. I swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. So help me, God. But in, in, the, in life, people are lying. And in this movie, let's see, gangsters lie to other gangsters. And they do it. And when they, like, they're being sincere. There's no one like you to me. I love you more. Oh. That's when Michael Corleone uh, is uh, talking to Hyman Roth. Uh, remember, they, I don't know. Do you even know? Do you even know the movie, D? Do you no, no. Know? That's oh, one hell of a first name. <laughs> Hyman. Yeah, and it's like, ah, oh, there's no one like you. I love you. Oh, oh baby. I mean, they're lying. They're like just, just deceiving one another behind the scenes. They're like plotting against each other, trying to kill each other. Brothers lie to brothers. Fredo, you're my brother. I love you. <laughs> the episode where Ben Jarofsky slaps himself in the face. And he's lying. Like Fredo's working with Roth to kill Michael Corley. I mean, it's just like everybody's lying. Husbands lie to wives. Wives lie to husbands. Fathers lie to sons. There's one scene where Michael Corleone, uh, he's, he gets his sidekick, uh, the Robert Duvall character, to buy a present for his son. And he goes, you know, hey, what, what, what did you buy him so I could act like I know what I, what I bought him? You know, is it lying to was kid oh, i love you like nothing else everybody everybody's lying all uh, to everybody but ultimately here's the point politicians lie to their constituents oh there's a big surprise there d uh, but in this movie it's uh, it's utter hypocrisy uh there's a senator <clears throat> from i think nevada the state of nevada uh who is under the employer the corleone family so he's lying about that of course he doesn't want people to know that uh he's uh, secretly on the take from the corleones he's sec their secret pawn uh in uh the state of nevada meanwhile he's lying to the corleone family because you know he despised them but he pretends like he loves them then there's this congressional hearing which is why the movie is so appropriate uh, for the time there's a con con congressional hearing senate hearing into the corleone empire and let's see there's on on the um uh, michael corleone lies under oath another witness lies under oath two witnesses lie under oath and then there's the senator who's uh, on the panel who works for the Corleone family so he's lying about being impartial and finally the uh, the lawyer to the senator who's running the hearing is working for a rival gangster so the whole thing is a hoax so everybody's absolutely everybody in the hearing where you're testifying to find the truth is lying and so i'm watching this movie and seeing all the blatant lies and the sincerity with which people lie you know that's just like how oh, dare you insist it's any other way and you know they're lying but they'd say it with like utter sincerity like and you think do you believe you're telling the truth now or you're just a great actor and this fast forward to donald trump and the trump administration they lie every day about everything they'll say something at the beginning of the day and then say something else at the end of the day and you're supposed to believe them at every single moment donald trump for instance uh his he pled guilty his his foundation uh to uh all kinds of deceptive practices raising money from people who thought it was going to go to help veterans when in fact he was spending it on political campaign things uh he a portrait made a portrait for himself so here was a case of fraud deceit lying uh he pled guilty to it they had to pay off some fines uh in 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 pleading guilty he admitted to wrongdoing and then boom when he talks talks about it on twitter uh, it's a fake investigation a hoax so he's lying no about that yes <laughs> no collusion lying 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 
So I'm watching uh, the replay of yesterday's congressional hearing, and I'm listening to these Republicans, congressmen, going on and on and on and uh, trying to just confuse us and divert our attention from the central investigation. I'm thinking, you know what? If, If Coppola were to do a movie about this, there would be the scenes where you would see the Republicans conferring with Donald Trump's aides uh, in the White House to get it all together, to get their uh, strategy together, uh, just the way the uh, in, in Godfather 2, the, the gangsters were uh, conspiring with the senators who were supposedly investigating the gangsters. Lying, lying, lying. The only time you get the truth is when you watch a movie, and of course, that's fiction. We got a great show today, everybody. Miles Complassen will be here uh, from In These Times, No Lies from Miles. He tells the truth, all right? And nothing but the truth. And uh, we'll be talking, uh, oh my God, we got some a lot of Bernie talk with Miles. I just wrote a column about Bernie in the mainstream media. That's on Miles' mind as well. Uh, and we'll be talking about the, uh, the investigation, the impeachment investigation, and all sorts of local politics we'll be throwing at Miles. Uh, David Seaton, uh, who is now the co-host of a show on WVON. How about that huh Seton uh, and Buchanan Seton and Buchanan he's Seton uh, yeah he's Seton and there's Buchanan yeah uh, that would be Atiba Buchanan who's become one of our most popular guests uh on our show God bless uh, uh I introduced Atiba you guys Buchanan. I'm glad you like him like doesn't quite convey the feeling I have for Atiba nice, Buchanan nice. he is a great guest and uh I love Atiba Buchanan and David Seton as well David's a little more on the conservative side so I'm looking forward to our discussions uh we'll be talking about the impeachment hearings also about some Bernie Sanders uh, uh ideas uh we're gonna be talking about Bernie's response well we'll little we'll, we'll tease. That's called a tease, D. Nice. Tease. That's good. Anyway, so, so I'm looking for a political talk uh, with David Seaton and Mel's Conflassen. Uh, politics, politics, politics. But before we do any of that, I'm going to kick things over to the young man from Alton. The man they call the doctor with the news. How's it going, everybody? <laughs> You're right, though. People do lie all the time, man. Mm-hmm. Excellent singing at the beginning <laughs> of the show. That was really good. Oh, uh, uh, I get it. It's, it's a lie. <laughs> Well, that was subtle. All right? All right. Subtle. Let's find out what's happening in Chicago and or Illinois this afternoon. Turns out, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. First up, well, it's our Chicago mayor. This little light of mine, <laughs> I'm going to let it shine. Mayor by, Lo- what? by the way, I just was say, we usually before the show, we go over what the news oh items are. We didn't do that. I have no idea what you're going to oh, throw well. out. This what? is called improv, ladies and gentlemen. All right. <laughs> We're well, called winging it. We're being honest today, huh? <laughs> well, the, you know, I wouldn't want to lie. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. Subtle. 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 All right. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, her Thursday schedule includes a visit to Salmon P. Chase Elementary School to launch the academic program application process to expand access to academic programs. Hmm. And her schedule also includes quite a bit of walking back. (laughs) You mean she's not she's going to walk back from Chase School to uh, City Hall? Yeah, sure. That's something I would do. You know, oh, it's a nice day. It's only, it's 30 degrees. Let's go for a walk. The, uh, do I gotta? Oh, All the way from Chase Elementary. Sir walks a lot over here. <laughs> so a deal is yet to be cut oh, between yeah. Chicago Mayor Lightfoot and the state capitol. She's looking to get some help on the uh, budget deficit. The mm-hmm. following comes from the Chicago Sun-Times. 
and the one and only Fran the Woman Spielman. With the clock running out on the fall veto session, Mayor Lori Lightfoot on Thursday likened attempts to pass her ambitious legislative agenda to, quote, and uh, maybe, uh, what, what's the name of Lori Lightfoot's uh, favorite musician, Lundgren? Oh, uh, Todd Rundgren. Todd Rundgren, that's it. Maybe this is a lyric from Todd Rundgren, I don't know. But she, uh, she likened the attempts to pass her ambitious legislative agenda to, quote, going through the eye of a needle. Uh, no, that is, uh, I think that's a biblical reference. I don't believe Todd oh. Rundgren has ever uh, used that line. But Big Rundgren fan, huh? Uh, I know a few lines. You want me to sing a Rundgren song? Yeah, sure. Um, it's better in sports. Think of me. Da, 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 da. Oh, here we go. <laughs> well, those are the lyrics. Huh? Da, 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 that part there. <laughs> I know Lori Lightfoot loves Todd Rundgren. For 10 trivia points. Here we go. Let's see how good your memory is, Mr. Uh, Youngster. Uh, her favorite song, remember the debate of ancient history? Um, I forget who the commentator was. What's your favorite song uh, during the debate? And Lori Lightfoot said some song by Todd Rundgren, the name of the song I can't remember. Tony Preckwinkle, what song? Oh, A Change Is Gonna Come, I think. <sighs> how did you... I, I listen to the shows <laughs> after the show. It's my job to listen to the shows and post the shows. That's Ladies it. and gentlemen, I have a confession to make since we're not lying. When I asked Dee that question, I did not know the answer because I couldn't remember it. And then it, it would have been one of those things if he didn't know, he said, I do not know. And I would have to go, I don't know either. I just think it was an oldie. Uh, but now I remember it was a song. She goes like, really dance to it. It's not like a dance song anyway. Let's redo the, <laughs> the uh, high points of the mayoral election of April. So going through the eye of a needle ah, is yes. what she liked in the attempts to pass her ambitious legislative agenda to. Mm. Lightfoot tried to tamp down expectations for her two major priorities, a revised tax structure for a Chicago casino and a graduated real estate transfer tax. We have some quotes from Lightfoot here. We continue to work hard, particularly in the House, because the casino bill has to originate in the House. We've been working hard, really literally, all night to make sure we can get something to the floor of the House today, then move it over to the Senate. But you know, this as well as I do, in a veto session, it's a narrow window of time, and realistically, we've had a day and a half of work this week. It's like going through the eye of a needle, while well, we're trying to thread that as best we can. Wait, she just said that in an impromptu statement? Yeah. That's pretty good. Eye of the needle, and we have to thread that? I mean, you got to give her credit for that. That's uh, pretty, you know, poetic. Call her up if you need help with your next uh, article or something. You know, your next column. <laughs> Maybe she can help you out. Maybe hey. she's better than Ram at the whole column thing. Uh, Ram in the basement. Honey, what's a synonym for uh, turkey? <laughs> I'm writing this article. I don't know. What is a synonym for turkey? That's an old bit uh, we, from the an ancient radio show we used to have where uh, I was analyzing an article that allegedly was written by one Ram Emanuel. Well, and I, you know what, Dave? I must confess one more time. I do not believe he wrote the article. Furthermore, I'm not convinced he actually read the article. So, uh, yeah. And so and then I had this vision of Rom writing his articles hard at work in his jockey shorts with a pen and a notebook like this. Going, honey, I need a synonym. Writing is hard, folks. If it was easy, everybody would do it. So it's looking like no deal for the mayor as of right now. We hope she at least got to enjoy her time in Springfield, don't we, Ben? <laughs> was she for a full day? Did, I, I'm not sure. Did she spend the night or did she just go in and then like, leave? I uh, can't remember. I, I think she just went for the day and then came back. She like, came yeah. back, yeah. As we recall, there's, we were debating this point yesterday. Do you remember this? 
No. Um, your memory is a little... Interesting, you have a better long-term memory than short-term <laughs> memory, aside of heavy reefer smoking. Um, so yesterday, we were discussing and debating whether the Sun-Times and the Tribune uh, were more accurate in their depiction of what went down at Springfield than uh, Politico. Oh, remember yeah, Remember that debate, yeah, yeah. huh? Uh-huh. Wake up, Hi, smell the coffee. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, that's me smoking pot. Yeah, realizing it. And also, that's also uh, well. We're not going to say who that's an imitation, of, but it's a good imitation of someone. Um, but anyway, and uh, I was like, I don't know. I think I'm going to go with the Tribune Sun Times uh, rendition of events that she didn't get what she wanted. And you know, let me just say this: the original casino legislation. I know I interrupted you, so I have no idea where you're going with this. But let me just point this out: it is difficult to get uh, legislation through Springfield sometimes, particularly when you're revising and you already cut a deal. But the casino legislation uh, that ultimately passed, I think it passed in like 24 hours or 48 hours over the weekend. I remember hearing sports talk show host D talk about it. Yeah, even sports talk host. Don't go talking about sports. Mm, My beloved Bulls play the Bucks tonight. Anyway, uh, they were talking about it because it it had to do with uh, gambling, sports betting, and that was a big issue for them. Uh, Apparently that's what's they're hoping to get money, uh, advertising money revenue from that anyway. And so they were trying to make sense of it. I remember one sports uh, talk show host saying, I don't know what's going on. It's absolutely impossible to follow this stuff. And then the next day they cut a deal. So I'm sure most of the legislative, Oh, hello. I hadn't read the legislation, had no idea what was in it. And now all here we are all this time later trying to figure out uh, how to make it actually work. So like I can understand why she's frustrated or Lightfoot by uh, not being able to pass something overnight, but the first legislation was passed was. essentially overnight. Oh, damn, the live stream paused. It's frozen. Brian the Techie is aware of the problem, and maybe we can get that fixed. The uh, smartest man in this entire building. Oh my building. God, he's so smart. I know. His brain is huge. All right, moving on here. So that was uh, walk back number one. Number one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> on to the next one. We have an update on yesterday's out of nowhere statement from the mayor. It involved her ongoing dispute with Ben's favorite ride share company, Uber. <laughs> You love Uber, right? Uh, Tell us your thoughts on Uber, please. Well, first of all, when was the last time you Ubered? I've never, okay, I've never Ubered or Lyft because I don't have the app, but I've been with people who have done it. Like me. Yes, but I believe it was Lyft. Is there a difference between Lyft and Uber just in terms of the service? Not really, it's the same thing. Same thing. So I've never actually had the pleasure of going on my phone because I don't have that. I'm an old, if I'm going to take a, if I'm going to, I'm a cab guy, all right? I'm going to... Brian has entered the building. Brian has entered the building. That's correct. Uh, thank you, uh, Robert Mueller. Anyway, if I'm going to get from A to B and it's not public transportation, a bike or a car, I'll take Lyft. And it's generally somebody else uh, doing the uh, app work for me. So I really have no opinion uh, of Uber other than my general sense of disgust and disdain for any of these high-tech industries uh, that people swear allegiance and love to uh, and without viewing the consequences to everybody else in the universe uh, from the pleasure they draw from it, if that makes any sense. Hey, guys, the live stream's back up. We're going now. 
and Brian fixed it. Brian, Brian, live stream audience, Brian, yeah. I'm, it's taking everything I can to uh, restrain from asking Brian for his opinions about Godfather 2, because uh, in addition to being the smartest guy uh, in uh, this this building, he's a total movie geek, and I'm sure he has a lot of opinions about Godfather 2, but let's move on and not discuss Godfather 2. The mayor plans to regulate rideshare services by raising taxes on single rideshare rides in congested areas during peak weekday times. The mayor said it would reduce congestion downtown and raise revenues for the city's budget. Uber had, had a, an alternative proposal. Lightfoot quickly shot it down. Then came this. They offered up black ministers $54 million, a one-time deal, if they would convince the mayor um, to do away with any other kind of regulation. And as we walked these ministers through the realities of what's actually um, at stake here, I think they realized that, frankly, they'd been hoodwinked. When press... Oh, got a little bit of the news uh, there. When pressed... I <laughs> nah, we don't want to hear that part. <laughs> no, <laughs> I love it when the report... When pressed about blah, blah, blah. No, so she said that Uber offered black ministers a $54 million payoff to kill her $40 million congestion fee. This happened uh, during yesterday's show. Ben, recall here uh, your thoughts. Uh, first of all, for 10 trivia points, oh, who are we discussing it with? Yesterday's show. Yeah. Was, oh, Monroe Anderson and Mike Novak. <laughs> Tell you what, the the short term memory needs some work, okay? <laughs> needs like sit ups or push ups you can do for short term memory. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I love that discussion with Monroe Anderson. He's been around Chicago politics for a long time, both as a writer, uh, an observer, and on the inside as a press aide to uh, Eugene Sawyer. And his, we heard this. Yes, uh, that story broke yesterday that uh, Lori Lightfoot had accused Uber of like <laughs> giving, offering fifty four million dollars. Uh, to black ministers to get them to join their campaign. And Monroe did not believe it. He goes, first of all, it wouldn't take $54 million. I think we came down to $5.40 is all it would take. Uh, but I didn't believe that story when it broke yesterday. I had a lot of hard time believing. Uh, I just did not believe that story, D. I'm not saying it was a lie. I'm just saying maybe she misheard, right? Maybe she got things confused. It's hard to get everything straight, right? You ever write a column? All right, you got to get it all straight. Now, maybe Lord Lightfoot could appreciate the job of a columnist, okay? You know, it's hard. Someone tells you something, and you're thinking, you know, you think it's golden, but they got it wrong, and then you don't even quite got right what they told you, if that makes any sense. And so by the time you tell the story, it's so distorted from reality. You ever play that telephone game, D? Oh, yeah. You know, so that... But that could be, and that if people if people get upset with you know when I uh, like anything like you ask someone a, a direct question, um, you spell your name. What? How do you think my name is spelled? My name is John. How do you? Well, it could be J O N, J O H N. You know, if you're a reporter, you got to be precise. People, they go, why are you asking me all these questions? We well, want to be precise. You want to be. It. Uh, so, you know, Lori Lightfoot, uh, she was trained as a lawyer, D, not as a journalist. I've had um, a number of ministers who have met with us and said, Uber promised us $54 million. It basically, if you back off, and I'm happy to provide names. Okay, that's what she said yesterday, correct? That was yesterday. That's and more. she's going to provide names. All right, go more. They keep throwing up all kinds of things against the wall, claiming that somehow um, uh, this mayor is um, going to be um, against black and brown communities. And there's more. And there's more, because here's our walk back. 
number two. <laughs> the following comes from, once again, the Chicago Sun-Times, and once again, the hardest-working reporter in this whole damn city, Fran the Woe Man Spielman. Substituting the word payoff for investments, Mayor Lori Lightfoot on Thursday today pulled back from the political bombshell she dropped this week about a publicly traded company that Uber offered black ministers a $54 million payoff to kill her $40 million congestion fee. Now the mayor is using the term, quote, investments to describe Uber's uh, Uber's offer to African-American ministers. Here's the quote from the mayor. Guys, I tried finding the audio. Really did. Couldn't. So you're stuck with me just reading the quotes. Here we go. Lightfoot, quote, my understanding, as I said yesterday, was that they offered up $54 million in, I'll put in air quotes, investments. What they're trying mm. to do is divide and conquer and pit one group against another. We've seen that happen historically in Chicago. We're not going to tolerate that. Hmm. My values and the minister's values are aligned, which is bringing equity and fairness to communities that have been left behind. What we need to do is focus on what Uber and Lyft are trying to do uh, and why it's important to regulate them because of the congestion that's caused. Is in, uh, oh, yep, go ahead there. All yeah, right, listen, uh, first of all, this is, I believe, the second time Lori Lightfoot uh, has thrown out an accusation that she had a sort of back off from, if I recall, oh, oh talk about this is doing this, uh, just sitting right here, uh, I don't have it in front of me. It had to do with the police. Do you remember this one day? There's a lot of this show is about your memory. Uh, that's an interesting yeah, theme. I know. Uh, Miles it's is coming to the great. studio. Uh, <laughs> we're learning that. Uh, but uh, she, she it was about the police, and she heard from somebody. Oh, I remember I was doing a gag about heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend who uh, that she heard it from somebody that the police laid off off a weekend. They like had the blue flu or something. Remember that one? Okay, yeah. And then she had to back off of that one, and then the police got mad at her. But my lefty friends, and I love all dearly, got mad at me for like defending the police for being mad at her remember that one day and i mean it's come on you can't just make stuff up as you go along you have to have some you heard it from a friend who that's not good enough okay uh and so i remember that one with the police and then the guy got up at the police remember at the city council meeting the police the member of the fraternal order police got up and it was chastising her and she called him a clown and <laughs> then she, she said it was, she didn't apologize for being calling him a clown she apologized for saying it in the microphone so i of course said she should apologize for calling him a clown uh but um my lefty friends then got mad at me Okay, how am I always getting in trouble with my lefty friends, man? Uh, so anyway, yeah, Lord Life, you gotta work on that. You know, you're not just some corporate lawyer anymore, uh, hanging around the corporate lawyer uh, water cooler in the corporate lawyer office. You're the mayor of the city of Chicago, right? People are really paying attention to what you say. Heard it from a friend you were messing around. <laughs> it's one of Miles' Correct. favorite songs, man. I know he's digging it. <laughs> In shooting down what Uber called the mayor's, quote, categorically false charge, Uber's director of public policy, one Josh Gold, accused the mayor of, quote, confusing the $54 million in revenue that one of our proposals would have raised for her own budget. Yeah, I can actually see that. I'm trying to decipher and figure out how Lori Lightfoot got $54 million in her mind. Uh, and so some black minister probably told her, well, Uber told us this thing is good for $54 million, And somehow in her mind, it got turned into Uber was going to pay black ministers $54 million, which, as Monroe Anderson said, is a preposterous claim. Uh, and listen, man, playing along with the theme 
uh, of uh, the of today's show about lying and all the lying I saw in Godfather Two last night. I read the article in today's bright one by uh, Fran Spielman and David Roeder, the great David Roeder, right oh, here at the, the Sun Times. Se- maybe the second hardest working man in the building, all right? Yes. David Roeder, wow. D- David Roeder's a very hardworking journalist. Five computers at his desk <laughs> at one time. Don't bother me! Uh, but anyway, I, and I could not make heads or tails out of this story. Uh, and I may at break force Miles to read it and give him a quiz. Uh, Miles shaking his head, I don't want any part of that. Uh, it's just two forces throwing numbers out at people that you don't even know if the numbers add up and it has to do with uber's contention that uh, their proposed tax rate would raise more money for the city than mayor Lori lightfoot's proposed tax rate and somehow i don't believe that's possible and uber also claims that not only would their proposed tax rate raise more money but that people in poor neighborhoods would pay less of it so it's a progressive tax like uber Uber, D. I know Uber is thinking about poor people. Like, that's the number one thing in their mind. So I can't make heads or tails out of the numbers, but I can tell you right now that I believe Uber cares about poor people about as much as I believe that senator in Godfather 2 was really seeking the truth when he interrogated Michael Corleone. Man, I'm really glad you saw that movie last night. For the fourth and final time this week, let's unpack the news happening in Chicago and or Illinois this afternoon. No public events scheduled for our Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker. And for the record, I love puppies. (laughs) And typically this is where I would ask our host Ben Jarofsky what he thinks. What's so funny? I love that J.B. Pritzker bit. <laughs> Where's it from? It's from a commercial? Yeah, yeah. It was like he was an running ad. For, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was never, okay, because Bruce Rauner put out an ad that was like ridiculous, saying like, he doesn't like puppies. Ugh. Remember that? Yeah, and then, I vaguely remember. And then Pritzker put out. And for the record, <laughs> I love puppies. Wait, could you just do your Bruce Rauner invitation? <laughs> now, typically, this is where I would ask our host, Ben Jarofsky, what he thinks Governor Pritzker is doing right now at this very second. But the answer is obvious. He's listening to the Ben Jarofsky that show. That is correct. So I'm going to switch it up a bit here. Okay. Ben, since he listens to the program so much, but not really, who is J.B. Pritzker's favorite Ben Jarofsky show guest? Whoa, that is a great question. It caught me off guard. That, he could have thrown that at me at the pre-show prep, but no. Well, you're busy looking for your headphones. I, you know what? I think he's a huge fan. It's a tie. I think he's a huge fan between Maya and Monroe. You know, he likes Maya. Yeah, Maya's got that generational, that uh, uh, millennial fire. You know, burn down the house type of fire. Monroe has the wisdom of years, uh, many years covering and following Chicago politics. So he likes it. But, you know, you know what he... I'll tell you who he loves, David Seaton. Did David Seaton rock kill it yesterday? Oh, he, was I mean, he was awesome. David Seaton was a great guest. If you right. missed yesterday's show, make sure to download it. Chicago Sun-Times and Chicago Reader websites and wherever else you download podcasts. Yeah, uh, and I think we'll drop uh, we'll do one of our famous night drops. I love the night drops, oh. man. It's for all you nighttime listeners. out. Remember when at the old show... Wait, the one uh, that fired you, yes. Yeah, you know, uh, WC you later. later, yeah. Uh, 
Dennis had this great gag. I love this thing he did. Okay, so in that show, that show was live, but then they uh, replayed it at night. Oh, yeah. And then so Dennis would do this, uh, hey, you truckers out there, I'll drive and listen to the show. Uh, this is for you. Remember that little bit you used to yeah, do? Yeah, yeah, and I'd play like the nighttime effects. I would do it right now, but uh, like, I don't know. I'm worried about copyright issues, so <laughs> I got to find our own little nighttime noise. Oh, yeah, yeah. You play, yeah. I see what you're I saying. I get it off YouTube, yeah. so you know. Um, anyway, that was a funny bit. I used to love that bit. Uh, anyway, so yeah, nighttime drops, nighttime listeners, people like me up late at night you know i know i'm not the only one who's up late at night okay now i know mark sims is up early he's you know by the way if, wait hold on pritzker loves when mark sims comes on the show you know oh. when mark comes in bringing candy and cookies and so he loves mark oh, sims well. what are you trying to say here because he brings candy and cookies that uh it's his favorite <laughs> guest what are you trying to say ben i i wasn't saying that okay. about the grilling how about okay. how about how about okay, okay. anyway Obviously, the answer is Terry Cosgrove. But anyway. Oh, right. TC, put your big boy pants on. He loves Terry Cosgrove, and boy, Terry Cosgrove loves J.B. Pritzker. That's correct. Uh, Toy Hutchinson as well, a big fan of J.B. JB gave her, made her the uh, reefer czar. Did you know that? Yes, you did know that. I know you knew that. In statewide news, Ben mentioned it earlier, Illinois Senate President John Cullerton had some big news. He told his Democratic colleagues during the Senate Democratic Caucus on Thursday, the final day of the veto session, that he will be vetoing himself from Illinois politics. John Cullerton announced that he will be retiring in January. The following comes from the Chicago Sun-Times and Tina Fondellas. In a statement, Cullerton said he, quote, can humbly brag that we have made great strides while he was president and worked with Republicans to pass two capital bills, marriage equality, abolishing the death penalty and pension, school funding, and immigration reform. And hey, there he is. Governor J.B. Pritzker on Thursday called Cullerton, quote, a passionate advocate for improving Illinois, whether it was his focus on ending the scourge of youth smoking, dedication to fully funding education, or efforts to advance critically needed infrastructure throughout the state. All right. John Cullerton, state senator from the north side of Chicago, comes from a long line of Cullertons that have been around in politics in the city of Chicago forever. And uh, I believe I was in his district at one time, young Dennis. I believe I was in Johnny Cullerton's uh, district. He was like the nice guy. Madigan was the, what are they, you know, the tough cop and the good cop. Madigan was the tough cop and everybody hated Madigan. Why can't Madigan be more like Cullerton? And so, of course, me, you know, everybody's going this way. I'm going to go the other way. I like Madigan. Oh, <laughs> now he's just a very old cop. Yeah. No, he's, well, we'll see who replaces Johnny Cullerton. But I, that was the role he played. He was like, I get along with everybody. I'm OK. And he was basically Mayor Rahm's favorite state senator because he did, you know, he carried Rahm's water, as they say. And uh, John, young John Cullerton is the reason why we don't have an elected school board uh, in the city of Chicago, because he they would pass the House and then die in the Senate because Cullerton was doing uh, Mayor Rahm's business. So, you know, I kind of got mixed feelings about John Cullerton. Uh, his record as a progressive, I don't think was that great, but he was, you know, he's a friendly guy. Great imitations. Oh, my God, he's the life of the party. He really? Could, oh, he could do imitations. He'd do imitations of daily. Uh, Baby Daily, uh, and he could do imitations of all kinds. Do, do a Terry Cosgrove imitation. Oh yeah. wow, better uh, than yours? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Does he uh, do a Ben Jarofsky? I don't think he does a Ben Jarofsky. I think he pretty much tries to ignore Ben Jarofsky. <laughs> I have not been welcomed by all my. It's hard to be. I love Democrats. I've been voting for Democrats forever and ever. I call myself a Democrat, but D. 
People that run the Democratic Party have not always liked me. Did you know that? <laughs> I got the idea. <laughs> yeah, do not like me. So uh, I mean, you know, they put up with me, I guess. But uh, yeah, John Cullerton was my state senator. Mm-hmm. Cullerton began his legislative career in 1978 in the Illinois House. He has served as the Senate President since 2009. Now you knew this next portion of the story was coming. The guy announced he's retiring yesterday. Not even 24 <laughs> hours later, we already have a few names out there rumored to be looking to replace Cullerton as Senate president. As of right now, there are six names. All right, hold on. Before you do this, trivia question for you, young man. For 10 trivia points and breakfast at that Waffle House in Madison, which I passed again today. Man, does that place look good, by the way. Uh, Joe Colley, I think we have a bet going on that I may end up having to uh, buy you. I said Kobe White was going to be the rookie of the year. I think I'm going to owe you breakfast. Enough sports. What's the question? All right. The question is this. Which Chicago journalist broke the Johnny Cullerton story? Franz Spielman. And who else? Sneed. Oh, God. It's always Sneed. Remember when Quinn announced he was running for attorney general? <laughs> he dropped it on Sneed. Wait, I, and we had Pat Quinn as a guest. I go, Pat, we didn't, you know, give us the scoop. <laughs> Remember his response? <laughs> that was kind of his response. Damn you, yeah. Sneed. I know, she got it again. She got the scoop. So there you go. But we already have a few names out there rumored mm-hmm. to be looking to replace Cullerton as Senate president. Right now, there are six names. Six. Ben, before we list these names, uh, are there any senators out there, any names that come to mind when you think of the next Democratic Senate president? No. Negatory. I can't think. I mean, the most, the guy who's, I think, is closest to Cullerton and sort of his background is uh, the Oak Park State Senator Don Harmon, who's a committeeman uh, from Oak Park. Uh, he is a lawyer. You know, he's of a centrist. Uh, he's a Dem. You know, Dems. You ever hear about Dems? All my millennial lefty friends, they call them Dems. Dems. Uh, and uh, so I, when I, you know, when I think of the type, I think of uh, Don Harmon. In other words, it comes from a liberal district. Liberal, not lefty. Liberal. You get the difference? There's lefties and there's liberals. And sometimes they're mixed and mingled as one. Uh, lefties are like Bernie people. Liberals are like uh, Obama people, if you follow what I'm saying. So uh, I would think Don Harmon is the most like John Cullerton. Uh, the most like, you know, most likely. Who's the most likely to bottle up an elected school board bill that a mayor wants? I would say uh, John Cullerton, Don Harmon would be like, kind of take, take care of Lori Lightfoot. Mm-hmm. That's just me. Talking, okay? So that'd be my guess is the most like Cullerton. All right, he says Don Harmon. Let's go over our six names here, starting with number one. <laughs> and look at the brain on Ben Jarofsky. Our first rumored person to be taking John Cullerton's gig is Senate President Senator Don Harmon. By the way, we did not do any show prep on this one. I just, you know, I'm winging it here, so wow. <laughs> Don't admit you're winging it. <laughs> Don Harmon is skilled in managing the legislative process and, equally as important, the campaign funding process or, or fundraising process. The Oak Park State Senator and Governor J.B. Pritzker are political allies going back more than 25 years when they are part of the Democratic leadership for the 21st century, DL21C. 
The group worked to steer the party away. DL what? DL21C. That's Democratic leadership oh, for the 21st century. Whoa, get Shuba in the bong out with that one. <laughs> DLs. Good DL21C. Uh. Sounds like a computer. <laughs> well, we're really hip. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. The group worked to steer the party away from uh, ward politics. Yeah, right. All right. It was ward politics that elected half of these guys in the first place. Don't get me started about these young whippersnappers who are so... Hey, the Jeromes of the world who were getting those, that, those are the guys at the heart and soul of the Democratic Party doing the dirty work, getting those signatures, guys. Don't act like ward politics is somehow dirty business. Come on. All right, so that's our first possible candidate, Don Harmon. Up next, number two. <laughs> Up next is my pick, my personal favorite. He's a downstater and almost certain. Our phone numbers share the same area code. 618-BABY! Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's Senator Andy Menar out of Bunker Hill, Illinois. We used to play Bunker Hill in high school. That is correct. Menar also has the legislative chops and is well-liked by fellow senators. He would bring downstate diversity to leadership. He is far removed from the corruption scandals that have swirled around Chicago lawmakers. The challenge might be in fundraising. It's difficult to tap business execs for donations. If you live downstate. Why? I don't know. I mean, we have telephones. You can call anybody. Uh, uh, yeah, that's your guy. You love. Did we ever have him on the old show? Never. Never. You always say, hey, you get. But I tell you, folks, if you know how bossy this guy is. Did you get Andy Menard yet? I'm trying. Get him. All right. Uh, his big thing, of course, was education reform. He's always talking about re uh, getting more money f uh, from the state to the public schools or redistributing the money more fairly and equitably. Yeah, let's make him the guy. All right. Downstate. 618, all right? Let's do 618. Uh, you know, Big Andy Menard fan, huh? Well, I really don't know much about the guy other than he was uh, from downstate. I, I have respect for any Democrat from downstate because there's a Trump country. So it's like young Dennis. You have to know how to get along with all different kinds of people. And uh, that's one of Dennis's strong suits. And coming from downstate, uh, so he's got... Trump friends and uh, like libertarian friends, right, D? Yeah. They're not all lefties and liberals. Yeah. So a guy like Menard, right there, it's, mm, I'm attracted to that. Like Democrats could use more of that. Well, that's why you have Heidi Henry coming in. Well, if you're so attracted, why come in and have him on the show? As I recall, it was he, I couldn't get him on the phone. Hold on, let me call you. Andy, get here. Now. I can't remember. That, dude, that was a year ago that you were bugging me to get him on the oh, show. I'll never forget. <laughs> Moving on. Number, Number three. three. Yeah. Up next, it's Senator LG Sims. Oh, from Chicago. Yeah, his district includes Chicago's Chatham neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Sims has served as chair of the Council <laughs> of State Government's Midwestern Legislative Conference. Uh, by the way, that would be uh, the COSGMLC. <laughs> 9326C. But uh, anyway, uh, he's with that conference there. So he understands the challenge of managing a group of opinionated lawmakers. All right. On to our next rumored Illinois Democratic Senate President Hopeful. Number four. Oh, you know this name here. Senator Heather Staines. Oh, Heather Staines from the north side of Chicago. She has the legislative skills and the cachet to raise cash, but it's not known yet whether she's eager to jump into the top Senate job. Staines will be a power player no matter what she decides, given she has con uh, contributed substantial cash contributions to Cullerton over the years, and he in turn spread the wealth. Staines' father is the late Harrison Staines 
who was a successful Chicago bank investor. Yes, he's a, success, a successful Chicago so banker. What do you think about that, Heather uh, Ramana Hussein has uh, entered the room. Ramana Hussein is being considered as a possible contender I for, heard that. Uh, to re- replace Cullerton as president of the Senate. Uh, I, I, Heather Staines, now that would be very similar to Cullerton as well. North side liberal, north side a Democratic liberal. Uh, you probably very close to the mayor would uh, carry the mayor's water uh in um springfield so yeah i could see heather stains being very similar to cullerton heather stains cullerton and Harmon are all sort of cut from the same cloth by the way uh, uh lg sims is a is an attorney and in the beginning of the show i was mentioning cecil party who was the committeeman from the 20th ward many years ago but uh there is some tradition of black senators from chicago uh, holding this position, Cecil Parti held it in the seventies, and Emil Jones held it. I want to say in the nineties and into the O's. So, uh, you know, maybe we should go back to, to that tradition. I kind of like that tradition. I'm right now. I'm like your guy, your boy, the six one eight Menar, and uh, a, a black uh, senator from uh, maybe Sims or uh, Emil Jones Jr. Emil Jones, the son of uh, Emil Jones, is in there. So, you know, that's kind of where I am right now, D. Moving on. Number, Number five. five. Senator Melinda Bushoff of Bush. Gr- Bush just, USH. Oh, oh, I didn't separate Bush of Gray's Lake. Yeah. It was all one word That's there. That's okay. Bush of. Yeah. No, <laughs> Melinda Bush of Greg's, uh, Gray's Lake. She was outspoken about Cullerton needing to dismiss Senator Martin Sandoval from the powerful Transportation Committee, given he was under investigation by the feds. And finally, number six, Senator Kimberly Lightford. No, not Lightfoot. Lightford. <laughs> from the western she, suburbs. She's the current Senate Majority Leader. Would be a natural to apply for the job, as with any early exit from office. Democratic Party leaders will decide who will replace Cullerton. And I can hear State Rep. Louis Arroyo screaming right now, because Cullerton will also likely have an unofficial say in the matter as well. And speaking of, because it's Illinois, and you know our reputation, if there's one piece of advice that we here on The Ben Jarofsky Show could give to these potential replacements for Senate President Cullerton, it's this. Don't be corrupt. <laughs> God, we got enough of that going on. Oh, wow. You have to tell, give them that as advice. And also, because it's Illinois, I must ask the following question. Mm-hmm. Benny J., with all this damn dirty corruption happening in our state and with federal agents here so much that they may be renting Illinois apartments, does this sudden <laughs> retirement announcement from Cullerton give you any suspicion? Do you think he may be getting out before an investigation begins on him? Well, man, I got to tell you. For a guy who's not from Chicago, you're as cynical. Oh, I've lived here long enough. <laughs> you are as cynical as Ramana Hussein, okay? Uh, I don't think they're, I do not, I'm going to say this, I do not think he's one step ahead. I just, that's my personal opinion. May sound naive doing that. Now, you know, Johnny Cullerton, I don't know if you know this. Uh, see, Madigan was, like I said, the bad cop. Cullerton was the good cop. So the Tribune would always be writing about uh, Michael Madigan's uh, property tax business, you know, which, and rightfully so, I wrote about it too. And, the Sun Times has written about it. Oh, Mr. Cullerton had a property tax business as well. Did you know that? In other words, he would be, you know, going. His law firm was specialized in getting property tax breaks for big town, big downtown real uh, real estate interests. So, you know, maybe it's a good idea not to have a state senate president who has a property tax appeal business. I'm just throwing out out there is like you want to take a break from the past. Uh, that might be a good idea. Let's move away from the model of property tax lawyers. What do you think about that, D? 
I think it sounds good. All right. So it sounds like your answer to my question was maybe. I don't think so. I'm. You know what? At the risk of sounding naive, and um, I just, I just think he's getting out. But you know what? Every cynical Chicago journalist out there uh, disagrees with me on when that on that one. I could just read the vibrations coming out of Romana's head right now. Every Chicago journalist is just you got this instinct. You don't believe anything that you hear. You don't believe it's legit. And I understand. I, I kind of subscribe to that same notion uh, to a certain degree. You always think there's an inside story. Uh, but uh, I personally, just saying, I'm going to put this on the record. Boy, you're going to hold this one. If it turns out I'm wrong, aren't you going to oh, play yeah. this oh, one yeah. back oh, at yeah. me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, no, I think he's just getting out. And as naive as that sounds. So there you are. The latest in what's happening in Chicago and or Illinois. Sayonara, John Cullerton. In January. <laughs> well, in yet. January. <laughs> yeah, for Sandwich. And remember, you can download previous Ben Jaromsky shows and Benny J bonus interviews at both Chicago Sun-Times and Chicago Reader websites, chicago.suntimes.com, chicagoreader.com, and wherever else you download your favorite podcasts. Downloaders, we live stream this show. Yes. And boy, I'd say the last two weeks, we've been killing it on the live stream. No mess ups. Oh, it's great. You can find it at both Chicago Sun-Times and Chicago Reader websites and the Chicago Sun-Times YouTube channel. Be sure to check out our Benny J bonus interviews this weekend. Three of them waiting for you. And oh, what a week it was. If you missed out on the week that it was in uh, the Chicago and or Illinois news, we will see you Tuesday. That's correct. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.